monsters. <laughs> Off guard. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Gotta keep from guessing. Keep uh, on his toes. Mm-hmm. You're a uh, most trickster of hosts. That is Skloon. And I stand by my statement that you're feisty. And in, in, in this very startled person is Ash. Startled is an understatement, okay? Right. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, we didn't decide who was going to say welcome. And as soon as I was going to open my mouth, you just yeet it into existence. And I almost spat out my Coke. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I felt the time was now. It was the time for action. The time for action. Just take action. No, you're this is perfect. This is the best way to start our podcast which is full of surprises and twists and turns and excitement yeah yeah so yeah. speaking of excitement uh skloon edited her first episode the other day so i hope you guys I enjoyed did. episode eight i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 for anything i messed up on i am <laughs> baby editor i tried my best you did so good i was so proud of you it's hard to edit. If anyone has editing yes. tips and tricks, like, hit us up. We love to mm-hmm. learn. Yes, please. We were, I literally just learned the other day that uh, control L is silence. I didn't know that. And why I didn't know that, I don't know. But that saved me a whole lot of time. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Always, ooh, yeah. Always like tips and, and tricks, so. But... Besides that, how have you been? We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. It's been a lot. Yeah, I've been okay. Mm-hmm. Just chilling. I got... Oh, I'll save it. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it more. But I got I got the new Pokemon games. That's all I've been doing <laughs> lately. Enjoying that Pokemon life. Yeah. The vibage. The vibage. The vibage is strong. Mm-hmm. How have <sighs> you been, Aish? Um, good. Uh... I sliced my thumb on Easter, no. so it's healed. Like, it. looking at it, you don't really think that it was ever almost literally peeled like an apple, but it's okay now. But, yeah, it's Deep been... peel the thumb. It literally... Add it to the salad. It... <laughs> Why a salad? Listen... Because fruit salad. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Listen here. Hannibal Lecter, you need to keep it in your... <laughs> I'm hunky. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep your salads to your salad. And keep well, keep your but digits. Anything could, Ash, anything could be a salad. Even body parts. Well, I mean, isn't that why they call certain things tossing the salad? <gasps> Hot take. I actually don't know what that term means, but it's funny to say, and people's reaction to it is really funny, so I keep saying it. Oh, Scloony. Scloon, Scloon. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, we're just gonna take a two seconds. Oh, no. I'm not gonna say it, because I feel like that will turn. I don't think it's anything super bad. 
Because people usually laugh about it when I say it. But. But now I'm scared. There you go. No! That's what it means. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, I can't well, believe you never knew that. I'm gonna go off the grid. <sighs> Thank you, everybody, for having me on this podcast. And my favorite I thing you. is you know that this is gonna be left in our episode because it's just yeah, way too goddamn funny. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I can't. Oh, God. Uh. Uh, are there any other terms that you don't know about that I should... Yes, but I'm not bringing them up here. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just use Urban Dictionary. I guess. I guess. That's true. That's true. Well, especially relating to that. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned I something the other day that I didn't know existed. It was very, uh, very... I can't even say enlightening. I'm just... Why? why? Oh. Mm. Well, you'll have to tell me later. I'm now intrigued. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Besides tossing salads, uh, which oddly <laughs> enough, I actually have been eating a lot of salad recently, so that's kind of... Salad's so good. It's so good. I love salad. <sighs> but you put some egg in there. I don't like egg in egg. salad. Yeah. I don't, it's just, it just seems weird to me to put egg in salads. Really? Man, mm-hmm. I make salad and I load it up with some, some crunchy greens some lettuce and some spinach and then i get some meat chunks in there like maybe maybe a, a, a salami or ham and then i get some cheese and some croutons some tomatoes what kind of italian man are you huh so what kind of italian man are you salami hey i'll embrace it <laughs> i'll embrace it italian food best food 10 out of 10 i could eat pasta and garlic bread all day every day Bread makes you fat. Uh, right, then let's get fat. That sounds great. <laughs> oh my! I remember watching uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World when uh, Ramona Flowers tells him that bread makes you fat, and he had like this look in his eyes, like he was betrayed by everything. Yeah. Was perfect. Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat. Um, I like a really good steak and blue cheese salad. Ooh, yeah, little. Little dressing on the side, little honey lemon vinaigrette. It's just oh, it's just so good. It's fine. I dislike food. <laughs> when I it. die, bury me in salad. Technically, if you're being placed in the earth, you are being put in salad. Oh, yes. Hot take. Hot take. We're changing the world. We're changing the way people think about death. <laughs> yeah, do you either want to be, uh, do you want to be barbecued or do you want to be salad? I want to be a toasted marshmallow where I'm just slightly burnt on all the sides and gooey in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take oh, it to a yes. whole new level. That, uh, that picture that came to mind. You're welcome. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, if we ever really want to know, like, not like the in-depth ins and outs, uh, but if we want to know a little bit of knowledge about actual cremation, I can see if uh, my partner would be up to giving us a little bit of a one-on-one because it's an interesting subject. Like, 
people think that it's just like an in and out, one and done, you know, but I'm sure there's a lot of prep into it. Yeah, I, I think I heard somewhere, this might be wildly wrong, but I thought I heard somewhere that they like, they cook you once and then they have to cook you again for your bones in like a different setting. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I do know that there's a different process between humans and animals. Because some people like mm. to cremate their pets. Like I have yeah. uh, my first dog cremated. Because I was like, he's never leaving me. Sad. Um, but I do know that there's a different process. Hello? Hi. Would you like to give us a one-on-one right now? About? Cremation? I mean, I can. You can? We're interested. Oh, yes, Sarah. Tell us about the cremation. Come. Come, come. Come, come. Come, come. Share your wisdom. So everyone, this is Zaris. Uh, he used to be a cremation technician. Yes, I was a traveling field service technician for the largest provider in all of the world, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, with about 24 techs, I would travel the country to different funeral homes and veterinary clinics and... Pretty much anywhere that had a crematory. So, hell, it could have been a utility service uh, Mm -hmm. that did, like, uh, roadkill. So, what is it you want to know? I'm going to need you to speak louder into my mic. What is it you want to know? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, So, first off, uh, Skloon, do you have any questions? How did the... do Do you just cook them all at once? It you just you have to do it separate because meat and bones are two different material. It depends on technically it's the uh, customer's wish. So, are you are you referring mm-hmm. to uh, animals or people? Um, people. People, you can only do one at a time due to humane requirements and uh, just moral and ethic things so when it comes down to it a crematory is purely about emissions and that's all anyone gives a damn about so in terms of like different states there's different requirements to the emissions so um generally that dictates how hot the machine has to get before you can huck a body in there Hmm. now once you get to that point, so like Florida is 1,600 degrees. Uh, California is 1,800 degrees. The machines are rated to be about 1,450 to 1,600 starting without any, without any fuel in there. And by fuel, I mean people or pets. Um, so to get to that temperature, generally people fudge it. So they, they basically bypass the temperature requirements. That being said, when you finally get the body in there, it has everything to do with weight. Now, ladies um, tend to be uh, more filled with go juice because of boobs. Go juice. Fat. Fat. (laughs) Fat is what burns. (laughs) Fat is what burns really, really hot. Uh, Generally fast but not always so like 
150-pound man takes about an hour and a half or so to cook uh, to completion. A uh, 150-pound woman would go probably two, two and a half hours, depending on fat content. You raise that up, mm. you get, you know, you add three, four, I've seen up to 800 pounds. That just makes it an all-day affair where it's like an eight-hour burn, essentially. Um, and then 90% of people are cooked in cardboard boxes. One, because it's cheaper. It generally is more efficient. Sometimes people are bur- are burned in caskets, and that's a nightmare. Um, we consider those obese cases. No matter if the person was, uh, you know, 500 pounds or if they were... 100 pounds soaking wet just because the amount of fuel that's in the crematory is there a difference between human and pet like i know that they're yes they're obviously different anatomically but cremating them is there a specific difference in terms of like sheer mass absolutely so uh, the biggest machines that my company made were big enough for someone like me, who's about 5'10", uh, to stand up and raise my hands and just barely touch the top. Um, that's meant for like equine and slaughterhouses, cows, stuff like that. And <clears throat> that's more of a large amount of pets at a time too. So what they'll do is they'll take pallets, literally pallets of um, like shelter pets that they had to put down or something along those lines. Oh. Yeah. Um, and they just, I think it's four pallets deep that they can put in. Um, and generally they're frozen. So frozen things are a hell of a lot harder to cook um, than room temperature or even just cold. Partially decom. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, oh, what are they called? When they dig somebody out of... Uh, Exhumed? Exhumed, yeah. A lot of exhumed stuff, which is really gross, um, is dealt with in that manner. So that being said, um, with pets, you've got fur. And that fur leaves like a calcium substrate that adheres to the bottom of the um, crematory. Because it's just it's concrete and brick. That's, that's what constitutes a crematory. Um, and then that's generally wrapped in metal. Um, the older ones are just that, uh, usually sparked by natural gas or propane. And the newer ones are PLC driven. Propane and propane accessories. Mm-hmm. I've had plenty of ha blasts. <laughs> Is there anything if, if i remember correctly there was a story that you had where it sounded like there were gunshots going off inside the the burner no there was gunshots in norfolk that was when the hotel i was staying at got shut up no apparently remember there was a person and he had something in his pocket oh yeah oh yeah so Ooh. this wasn't this wasn't at my this wasn't i wasn't there Oh. Um, this is a story that the funeral director had told me. So um, different ethnic classes uh, and, and certain uh, peoples 
uh, do different things for you know their burial rites. So like the Russians, um, they generally like to have a lot of alcohol in and around the body at any Hell given point in time. Yeah. <laughs> so vodka shows up a lot, well, any alcohol really. Um, and that can accelerate a flame real fast, bypassing all of those emissions and making it burn coal like a, a lifted 250 on the, uh, on the highway. Then, you know, you've got your um, Asian persuasion where the eldest son generally has to essentially push the button to start the, the cremation process. And quite literally, it's a button. So um, that, that's a thing. But when you get out into the Midwest and you get the ba-da-ding, ding, 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 ding kind of people, um, they tend to enjoy the art and sport of hunting. And generally, they and their kin uh, and friends decide to uh, help their buddy uh, move on to the next phase of existence by loading that sucker down with more munitions than pretty much the entire United States Army. That being said, the funeral director doesn't always catch everything. Um, So, like I said, the inside is made of concrete brick, um, and it's basically the safest place to be as long as the thing isn't on. Um, it's a very sturdy machine. Like it'll be the last thing standing in a building when there's a fire on the outside. Uh, that being said, when uh, and this happens with with doctors when they forget to take out the pacemaker of a deceased patient, um, they've got batteries inside, and batteries when exposed to heat explode. Mm. So when Billy Bob gets buried or burned with his buckshot. Um, and that decides to go off in the middle of cremation, um, there's a small explosion. And the door is just a, um, uh, it's essentially a hollowed out metal frame with a layer of brick and some insulation. So it's about a 500 pound door held up by chains that are just gravity fed. So it's a hydraulic pump to lift it and just gravity down. When an explosion happens inside, um, it's generally supposed to go out the stack, so the chimney essentially. Um, But the force has nowhere to go because of the construction of the crematory. So it pushes back and it causes that 500 pound door to essentially flap, Mm. um, which can be a bit of a wake-up call to the operator um, who is standing outside said uh, machine uh, generally at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning when they're running the damn thing. Um, Well, that's not supposed to happen. So that's kind of like a... No, that's a a heart attack. That generally leads to somebody else having to get cremated. (laughs) So when you go to uh, cook your friends, make sure you check... For bullets. Or just don't put bullets <laughs> in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing. Um, but to circle back on the, the animal thing, mm. um, 
so there's three different ways that uh, animals are cremated. Uh, first way is private, where it's basically your pet and your pet only for the most part like crematories are never 100% cleaned like it just the volume is just too much for them to be able to accurately clean out 100% plus again concrete it is not the easiest stuff to make perfectly flat and stay flat for the couple years that it takes for the floor to go out um, second is semi-private where you get a couple of small animals, so maybe a dog, a cat, uh, with another smaller animal, um, and separated either by space or by like a brick that they put in between, so then they can um, half and half it. Pretty much. Mm. Sometimes it's more than that. Like uh, they'll buy a human machine, which is about six foot long um, on the inside, and then they'll separate basically. You know, they'll get like three or four in there. Sometimes it's a bigger animal, so you kind of got to futz with it. Um, and then the final way is called communal. And communal, they basically just huck them on in there to a certain weight limit. So uh, I believe the human units, uh, the regular human units slash pet units are up to uh, 800 pounds. Um, and they range up to Christ I want to say up to two tons three tons it's it's a lot so um, you know there's there's a lot to be thinking about when it comes down to you know what you want in terms of like dealing with pets and and people um, me personally having been inside way too many crematories um, I'm still probably going to be like, yep, just just cook me. Uh, let this company fuck me over one more time because um, I know it's going to fail as soon as they put me in. Um, well, you're already born from fire. Yeah, I'm salt and vinegar. Um, <laughs> that being said, it is the most efficient, the cheapest, and quite frankly, you can do a hell of a lot more with ashes um, that can be used for, um... You can make jewelry. Yeah. You can make uh, glass-blown statues, centerpieces, yeah. wind chimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, uh, my father was cremated, and he was turned into a, like, a flame statue. Very, uh... It's called the Eternal Flame. The Eternal Flame. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a glass-blown, with his ashes, um... Uh, kind of thing and it was it came out really nice mm -hmm. and um, they only used a little bit they don't yeah. need to use a lot um and then you know it, graveyards cemeteries take up a lot of space a lot of land um and one of the biggest ones i ever went to was in pennsylvania and uh i was working out there fairly late so it was like 11 30 12 o'clock at night um I want to say it was the George Washington Memorial uh, Cemetery. I've been there. And it's very old. Mm -hmm. Very, very old. I want to say it's about 70 acres, which is a lot of space. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and there's no lights. So it was me, one of the guys I was working with, and the truck we were using slash a generator. 
um, so that then we could get the concrete in and, and deal with stuff. Um, so when we turned everything off and you look out into the cemetery, because it's very hilly, um, there's a lot you know, of, of vegetation and stuff like that, but because it's been around since the early 1800s, late 1700s, um, you know, there's not much real estate left. And you look out and you see sparkling lights coming from pretty much everywhere because, you know, they do uh, like Fourth of July, they do Easter, they do all sorts of stuff. And they've got this huge ground crew. Um, but the lights come from the individual graves that are not even just the graves, they've got crypts, like the old school family name kind of crypts. Um, Cryptids. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that have that have like the the flame torches that they do light. They they have maintained for you know generations, um, and it's it's an eerie kind of silence. Like you don't you don't hear the normal hubbub of humanity. It you know you're so, I was so far inside the graveyard that you really can't. You don't, you don't get that kind of silence everywhere. It was, it, you know, it was, it was eerie, but it wasn't like haunting. If that makes yeah. any sense. I know in New Orleans they yeah. really, really strive for above ground burials. Yeah, well, because of the swamp area, but there's no more land. No, like they're so. Oh, they're so overloaded. So packed. Um, but a lot of the cemeteries, because of the flooding and the erosion, are actually, like, sinking. And that's why I think they said that they were one of the largest, like, um, crematory places because mm-hmm. of that fact. But there's also, like, essentially, you can't get buried there unless you have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the whole, like, this is our family crypt where they just take whoever recently buried out of the top one, shove them in the bottom, and then put the newest one up top. And I was like, that's yep, a lot. Yep. Uh, I've been on top of LSU, uh, where you can overlook the Superdome, and they've got a crematory. Um, because of the medical program they have there, they oh, have yeah. a 500 body cooler in their medical wing. And the guy that takes care of the crematory took me and my coworker uh, down uh, while the students were doing a, um, a, a medical procedure, I guess. I don't know. They were, they were, this is the kidney bone, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it was awe-inspiring may not be the right word, but 500 dead people in a cooler up, you know, it was like, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's like a football field long yeah. and nine or ten bodies tall. And it's it's just ridiculous. Like, there's so many. Absolutely so many. It's bananas. Skloon, do you have any other questions? No, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't know. It's so fascinating to me. Uh, As- it's It was a job. Um, I didn't see it. 
you know, as gross or anything. Like I've, I got so tired of being around dead bodies, uh, mostly because of the smell. Uh, it, it lost yeah. its charm, reverence. I don't know. There was a lot of really cool churches. Like I really like the stained glasses and stuff. There were some really cool hearses. Um, you know, a lot of funeral directors take a lot of pride in their hearses, mm-hmm. um, especially the old ones, and they're pretty cool. Um, a lot of people sucked. <laughs> a lot of funeral directors suck. Um, <laughs> but you know that's oh, a, but the one what was it in Maryland? No, um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. He sounded really nice. Yeah, he was cool as shit. He gave me swag. Yeah. Give you swear. Yeah. Yeah. He straight up. He straight up gave me uh, a, a hoodie, and took you out to dinner. Yeah, it took me out to dinner twice because I went up there twice. Had a lobster ravioli that was like what thirty dollars yeah, or like, some shit. And I fucking bought our drinks. Uh, he took me the second time I went. I went by myself because uh, uh, I had some uh, uh, computer work to do, and uh, we went. Uh, his old army jeep he was like let's go for a ride mind you it's like february there's no doors on this fucking thing he's in flip-flops and shorts and i'm freezing my dick off because i'm floridian you know just how it is (laughs) anything colder than like 65 it was snow on the ground the man was insane (laughs) true but a very nice yeah massive massive mass hole I don't know. No, that's not. <laughs> it's generally what I think from people of Massachusetts. But it, he had like a boat and everything. Yeah, we were going to go fishing, but time didn't allow for it. It was upsetting. But I'm really sad that you didn't stay long enough to see him again because he did say bring the missus next time. Yeah. Well, he also offered me a job. So, But I didn't really want to go to Massachusetts. You really wouldn't want to go to Massachusetts. We can go for the summertime. Yeah, no. <sighs> summertime would be nice. Yeah, no. It'd be not as <laughs> hot here. <laughs> Northeast is not the greatest part of the country. That's where you get a lot of your a lot of your injuries. No, wait, it's hold the on. middle of the country. Mm, yeah, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Misery. Missouri. Yeah, that's yeah. where you. Did we ever tell Skloon that story? The first and only car accident I've ever been in. Yeah, the time where I got multiple phone calls and had a panic attack at work because you were states away and I couldn't do anything. Oh no! That may not be a that may not be a podcast story. I mean, there's really nothing bad about it. I mean, there it's bad, but it's not like. Do you want to hear the Do you want to hear the car accident? story scloon if you want to tell it it's up to you okay so there i was (laughs) in a brand new rental ah camry snazzy yeah it was a beautiful white camry that was destroyed um so at the end of the at the end of the day uh me and my co-worker were headed to st louis uh, we had a flight uh, to Virginia. I want to say we were supposed to go to Norfolk or something along those lines. Um, and we were about an hour away. So he took a nap uh, and I was driving. So I'm going about 70, you know, speed limit mm-hmm. um, down, the, 
down the highway and between the two uh, highways is a Jersey barrier separating oncoming and offgoing traffic. So about 45 minutes out, um, something made me look up and I'm glad I did. Uh, uh, on in the oncoming left lane, so the closest lane to me on the other side, um, a tractor trailer had um, snow on its top, um, which, if you didn't know, is illegal. Mm. And I will be persecuting everybody I find ever who does this. Um but a block of snow slash ice came off the back of that trailer um, as he was probably going about 70 miles an hour and I was going about 70 miles an hour. This thing was going about a buck 40. Um, I saw it, and that's probably what saved my life. Um, I was able to break, uh, not enough to keep the impact from coming through the windshield but enough for it to hit the hood of the car first and then hit the windshield so the block came through destroyed the driver's side of the windshield and hit me directly in the face Uh, i conked out for an indeterminate amount of time Mm -hmm. and then woke up still driving um surprisingly i yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, apparently, my my uh, motor functions just locked up, so I didn't like press the gas or turn the wheel or anything. I just froze. Oh. Um, so when I became conscious again, um, I regained <sighs> some sense of my existence. And was able to pull off to the the left side of the road. There was no shoulder, but there was no way I was crossing traffic um, because I couldn't see out of my left eye. Yeah. Um, So I get out of the car. Well, I lean out of the car after I open the door, um, and I I basically hit the door on the Jersey barrier. Um, The people behind me saw what had happened um, and came over and were like, what the fuck? How are you alive? And I'm like, my head hurts. Um, mm-hmm. I was very disoriented and uh, couldn't function as a human being for about five minutes. And it's a good thing your coworker was asleep because... Well, no. Yes and no. So he was asleep when I said, oh, shit, very loudly. He woke up. I was able to close my eyes. Mm. He opened his. When he opened his, he got glass in his eyes. Um, so he called. He called nine one one, or one somebody did. Uh, luckily, a trooper was not far behind, so he was there within about two minutes. Uh, also asked how the hell I'm alive, um, and I said, "Mama said I always had a thick skull." <laughs> She uh, wasn't wrong. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. The ambulance came, took me to the hospital, which was literally a mile away. Um, it was the next exit um, in Festus, Missouri. They even asked you how you're alive. Yeah. So um, all said and told, I had fractured my orbital, which is what 
your eye socket technically is and <laughs> punctured my sinuses. Uh, doctor said I shouldn't fly for the next two weeks and that, you know, the possibility of concussion slash brain damage is, you know, possible. Uh, that being said, two days later, I was on a, on a plane headed home because I was not playing that fucking game. Um, and then for workman's comp, because I was on the clock, they sent me to the worst rated neurosurgeon in Orlando mm-hmm. um, who decided to talk about football more than my brain, which was a little disconcerting. So yeah. still haven't processed that yet. Uh, that's still a thing, but that was like two years ago. So yes. I only get mild migraines that are somewhat debilitating. But yeah, that's uh, that's the first and only car accident. We did get really nice steaks for Christmas from your company. We did, we did. But at the end of the day, I would have preferred a settlement. Uh huh. Me too. That's so scary. All right, I'm gonna let you two do your. <laughs> weird murder slash <laughs> ooh spooky thing i'm having like weird after anxiety for you <laughs> well don't have anxiety like, for me i'm obviously fine yeah i know you're fine for, for like hearing part. it i'm like <laughs> i mean i lived i wouldn't try i wouldn't let anybody else try it at home uh, i think i am uniquely qualified to be able to take something like that directly to the face. Mm-hmm. Uniquely qualified. Ask that's, my mother. That's a phrase for sure. Mm-hmm. Uniquely qualified. Yep. Uh, I like to think of it as my superpower. Yeah. Being thick-skulled? Indeed. I come by it honestly. It's kind of like I'm somewhat of a colossus. <laughs> Just <laughs> thick. Even Colossus had a weak spot. The dick. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for your knowledge. Bye. (laughs) That was was unexpected and great all at the same time. That was amazing. That was amazing. Round Round of applause. Round of applause. That editing is going to be a nightmare. What? You ever do that thing in in school? They said round of applause and you're supposed to clap in a circle. I hated that. (laughs) That was my favorite. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Because it always made me feel like... (coughs) It always made me feel like uh, it was sarcastic. I I guess. I could see how. I could see how. I don't know. That's just how I felt. Maybe because that's how anyone always ever did it. They were like, oh, we're going to do a round of applause. And then they just kind of looked at you dead in the eyes and did it. And it was just mean. I see, I see. My my teacher was very, very sweet and nice. And it was just a fun time. Okay, well, then you had a better (laughs) childhood. (laughs) No, no, I just had a better teacher. Oh, but that was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. That was very knowledgeable. Yeah, it's very knowledgeable. That's very scary. That's car accident scare me. Uh, yeah. See, here's like the other half of that where 
I was literally walking into work and I look down at my phone and I see that there's multiple missed calls from him, which was really weird because I knew one of a few things. Like one, he was working on a machine so he wouldn't have any service because he would always tell me like the closer that I'm in to like the machine, like because it's brick and concrete, there's really not a lot of service. Mm-hmm. Um, two, he would be driving or three, he would be like flying. So I knew one of those things was happening. So it shouldn't he shouldn't have been able to call me. But the fact that I had multiple missed calls and then I called him back and all I get is lots of static and then like it was like shh accident shh windshield shh fine and I'm like wait (laughs) what what so uh I just remember that and then uh getting pictures and they were horrific and like there was no windshield. There was still a car, but there was no looking at it. Like you had that thought of like, how did anyone survive this? So yeah, yeah. like he said, he had a very special superpower and it was a thick skull and he's not allowed to do that again. Yeah, no. Oh, he didn't mention his company sent him to the same city, the same place on the anniversary of his accident what i'll be like nah i'm sorry <laughs> i was stay home it's bad jube jube yeah they they literally were like hey here's uh your new assignment and he looked at it and he was like y'all are sending me to the same place where i had my accident literally on the day that i had my accident and they were like oh what a, what a coinkadink oops <laughs> What a silly oopsie. Like, no. Oopsie. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> so, if anyone's had any life, near death, near death life experiences, let us know. Because, you know, I've been in many a car accident, but I feel like none of my car accidents together is as bad as that kind of accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So here's the thing about like cars and, and driving, and I'm sorry we're going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, 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 no. When it comes to like me driving or my brother driving, I trust us. You know, I trust myself a little bit less because I haven't drove that long. But I still like am very cautious and I'm not going to do anything wild, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just, it scares me because other people, and less than other people though, is like things like that, like objects and stuff. Right. Things that you have no control over. Yeah, you just have to like attempt to to lessen it. Like like it like when he stopped and it hit the front um hood, probably slowed it down enough to where it didn't, you know, do more damage than it already did. Right. Yeah. And that's where you always have to think about it, like what are the things that I could have done differently that might have made this outcome better, worse, the same. True. So regardless of it all, you know, you should always take caution in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I will tell anyone and everyone 
you know, even if you're not going to drive one, you should always take a motorcycle course because they teach you in the sit down class section how to be more vigilant, how to not look at the two car ahead of you, but like the like seventh car in front of you and how to keep an eye on the side of the road because just because there are kids playing in their yard doesn't mean that one of them can't just automatically run across or like a ball comes out of nowhere and you have to take a sharp turn. Like there's a lot of things that can happen in an instant and to be prepared for them is pretty insane. And I'm sorry you can hear my cat purr. No. What do you mean? Never apologize for that. We need the good vibes. There's literally six, less than six inches between my face and the microphone. And he decided that he wanted to be in this teeny tiny space and like hold on to my arm for dear life. Oh. Cat purrs are expected and wanted, I feel like. Good vibes. Everyone wants to hear a cat purr. Yeah. Good vibes. Good, Good vibes. vibes. Good vibes. He's mad because I didn't give him chicken earlier. Oh. Oh well. Chicken. You know, you know what also has near uh, death experiences. Hmm. When you have an encounter with a doppelganger. That's true. That's ah. true. Are we ready to get into our special, our actual special episode for? Yeah. Yeah. So we we wanted to be special, do yeah. special, do, I don't know. do special things. Take a tiny little break um, from the research and give you some some specialness that we may have accidentally skipped over last time. Not necessarily accidentally skipped over. More like I interrupted you, like Shh. the big mouth that I am. We accidentally skipped over it. We got sidetracked. We went on a tangent and we forgot about it. <laughs> Like we do. <laughs> our, our multiple tangents all yeah. of the time. That's just, uh, you get the podcast, right? And it's like, a, it's like a hamburger. So like the buns and the ketchup and the lettuce and all the good cheese and stuff is all our tangents. And then just the patty is the actual stuff we're supposed to be saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you're saying is, is the meat from the meat and potatoes is so small that it's almost like it's not even there. But no, when no, we no. do get into it, it's, it's delicious. Yeah, it's a very well-cooked meat, but you just have and some like, more potatoes sometimes. Everything else is just frivolous nonsense that we don't <laughs> even really need, but we like it anyway. But it tastes good. It tastes good with the meat. It tastes good. Yeah. It tastes good. It's visually appeasing. Appeasing? Yeah. Appealing. Appealing. Appeasing. Whatever. It appeases me. It appeases. <laughs> uh, but also a special special shout out to my roommate Candace, who kind of gave us this idea when she literally looked at me with like this anger in her eyes. And she was like, where are my doppelganger stories? Where are the rest of these Yeti stories? Where are they? And I was like, I'm so sorry. We'll do, th- I, we'll do them. How about we have a whole episode strictly for them? Yeah. So this episode is dedicated to Candace because she was insistent and I have to give my people what they want, apparently. Yeah. We have to give our people what they want. This one for you, girl. 
so special. What's so special? Nice. Spoopy Ow. stories with Ash and Scloon. Ash and Scloon, Scloon and Ash, it's a murder, horror, monsters, yeah. Yeah. That's our new intro. <laughs> Dank would be so mad. He'd be like, oh, wait a minute. You just had me make all these special songs for you to just go, yeah. And that's it. Like, yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, no, no. Dank does fabulous work. If you haven't, go yes. check out Danky. He's amazing. Uh, all his socials, I believe, are dank with a stank. You Thanks. know what that means. Yeah, and he does incredible work. He has a lot of stuff on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. really great. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll make sure to put a uh, link to his stuff in uh, our episode description this time to make sure that people can hear and see the good work that this man does. He did one for uh, Rose. Did you see it? I did. Did. It was pretty cute. It was cute. Was her little ghost uh, PNG, and it was just super cool wave music. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. He's amazing. I don't know how, like, he's just like, he sits there and he's like, aha, this sound would go good. And then we do it like this, and then we do it like this, and it makes a whole sound. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to his wife, because she also helps produce music. And she's incredible as well. So shout out to Mrs. With a Stank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the best last name. Mrs. With a Stank. <laughs> Mrs. Stank? No. Mrs. No. With a Stank. With a, with a Stank. With a, yeah, yeah. With a. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, who gets to go first? Do you, do you just want to go first? We'll go in order of our The Doppelganger because that was... The, that is the meat to our meat and potatoes that I have been waiting for, and I feel like we should not hold out on the okay, doppelganger. Okay. okay, okay. We'll get into the doppels. Um, we'll get into the burger. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick, because I don't have many sources for these, I got them all off of Reddit. So if people want more stories or to go reread the ones that I've uh, said here today, just go to Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit, it's a gold in its own. Yeah, usually we wait till after the story to do the credits, but they're just all on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much all mine are. No spoilies, just Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here are some doppelganger stories. I feel like we need some like some crackly fire and some spoopy music. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna hit up Dank and just be like, "You have 48 hours to produce this music. <laughs> Go." Come on, come on, Mister with the stank, get with it. <laughs> I just see crackle. Oh, yeah, crackle. Get your, I feel like you should get your like hot cocos, your s'mores. Oh yeah. Just turn on, turn on your Google Music or your Alexa, and just tell her to play fire sounds, and she will find like fire crackling sounds, and it's gonna be glorious. Ooh, do, I'm gonna, do that. I'm gonna channel my inner scary youtuber you know what the ones that read the stories i've always wanted oh, to be one of those <laughs> the creepy pasta people yeah, yeah i love them you know i think corpse did that for a yeah. while yeah so funny old. story another tangent <laughs> i okay me and my friend were really big into that stuff like we would watch scary like people style scary stories and scary videos all the time and mm-hmm. we used to watch him when he did that and then um 
like we found other people and we all like grew up and got jobs and we kind of fell off of doing it all the time you know and then uh last year when I got back into like the streaming stuff and I started watching Corpse again and I was like oh uh this guy plays Among Us or whatever and then my friend messaged me and she's like he's the one that we used to watch and I was like excuse <laughs> that we went back to his channel when he used to do it we were watching all of them again and i was like oh my god what that's incredible mm-hmm. i he makes me just so happy whenever he just reads stuff because he he puts a lot into it and i yeah. just really like the spookiness like he sells it really well yeah it's very good t- storyteller Mm-hmm. gotta gotta get those juices flowing yeah. The scare juices, right? The spook juices, yeah. Mm-hmm, the spooky mm-hmm. juices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only juices we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Get your mind out of the gutter. I, my mind's not in the gutter. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Get comfy. Contessa. Buckle up. Spoopy story. This one. Is from Redditor Hyperham fifty one nineteen seven. I remember one time I was talking to my dad in the hallway of our house. I don't really remember what it was about. We both saw my mom clearly walk past us into her room, shutting the door. I walked back out in the living room, and my mom was still on the couch asleep. I looked back at my dad. He looked at me. We were both terrified both crept over to the bedroom and looked inside the closed door. Neither of us went inside. We were pretty freaked. I'm pretty sure my dad slept on the floor that night. Dun, dun, dun. Are we sure that's a doppelganger and not an S-walker? Not sure. You know, that's also what I was thinking about the other day after you we talked about the S-walkers. Like, how many of them are truly S-walkers and how many of them are truly doppelgangers? That's true. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. That's spooky. I'm just saying. Either way, I'd still be hella freaked out if I saw my mom walk right past me and then I turned around and she was asleep on the couch. I'd, yeah. I'd be a little freaked out. Yeah. Like, which one do you follow? Which one do you wake up? Which one... <laughs> Do you? I also have. Just leave? I um. Uh, I was talking about these um, with my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've. He told me that he has his own doppelganger story. So I have a, a juicy, uh, personal story. Oh, mm-hmm. we love. The second story is from redditor Don Don Don. <laughs> Both times that my family experienced doppelgangers, the doppelgangers refused to res- respond when spoken to. The first was my sister's doppelganger, who my brother told to go downstairs for lunch. She did not answer. When my brother walked downstairs, he instantly saw my actual sister wearing a different shirt. She couldn't have passed my brother so quickly because the staircase, the staircase led directly to our dining area. The second was my own doppelganger who stood at the door at 12 p.m., mute and staring at my sister, who was using the computer. I wasn't actually home until 4 p.m. later that day after school. 
My sister didn't know that until she asked me why I was just staring at her without emotion earlier around noon. Dun, dun, dun. These people could have died. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it. They could have died. Yeah. Yeah. Would the harm actually be actual, like, people that were not, they were not mimicking? Or did they only harm the people they're mimicking, though? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Only because I feel like if someone's going to call you out, like, if they're going to blow your cover, you would get rid of them. True. True. That's my thought. Yeah. 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 This one is from Redditor Shutter Spook. We had problems with doppelgangers at a fast food joint that I worked at. I had two separate sightings myself. First, my general manager comes to tell me in the drive-thru that the register person is to clean the lobby, and then goes to the restroom. So the register person and I come up with a plan and wait for her to come out. We see her walk out of the restroom, walk by us, walk into the lobby. We go to catch her, and no one's there. We turn around, and she's walking out of the bathroom. We tell her what we saw, but she didn't believe us. The second time, manager and I are in prep area. One of the girls who is working up front walks back and right into the walk-in cooler. About five minutes of waiting, the manager asks me to go check on her. I open the walk-in door. There's no one in there. As I'm trying to explain this to my manager, the girl in question walks into the prep area from the front. Needless to say, the manager believed me and finally believed what had been happening all along. I think it's scarier because there's more people involved. Yeah, like, it, it's harder to be like, nah, I didn't see that when everybody's seen that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it's one thing to be like, I swear I saw it, but then it's also like, no, it's not just me, but like the whole restaurant, like the whole employee yeah. team saw it. This one is from Redditor Celestial E Spirit. When I was about 16 or 17, I was really heavy into doing the Ouija board. Waluigi board. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> Special, Special call out. Other stuff happened, but the doppelgangers were definitely the worst. The first one was my mom. I heard her come in, and my best friend was with me. My friend and I walked down to greet her. She looked like a younger version of my mom and was carrying groceries. So I tried calling out to her, but she didn't respond and walked into my brother's room. Then I got a sick feeling called out to her, but she didn't respond still, so I followed her up. She was not there. When I walked back down, my real mom came in and didn't know what was going on. She was also wearing a different outfit. The next one was my brother. My mom was talking to him on the phone, and he said he was on his way home. As soon as he hung up, my brother walked in the door. He talked to us for a little. My mom wanted him to take out the garbage or something, and then he walked to the bathroom. He had been in the bathroom for about 15 minutes, and I was getting this sick feeling again. I asked if he'd fallen in or something. Then my real brother walked in and I was freaked out. My mom checked on him all night to make sure he was okay. Both time, both times this happened, they had darker eyes, and it felt like, and it felt like a dream, but I was definitely awake, and other people witnessed it. I think the fact that they have dark eyes is really... Spoopy. 
really interesting. Yeah, because you don't... Weirdly enough, like, even though people are like, oh, I always look at the eyes. They're just the window to the soul. How often do you naturally look up to look at these people's eyes? Like, yeah. Especially if they are of a darker complexion. Sometimes, you know, they have darker eyes or, you know, dark, dark brown eyes are a thing in natural just settings so not knowing whether or not that that really is a thing and people wear contacts all the time yeah but that's that's just really interesting that he was or they were like both times this happened their eyes are really dark but at the moment that they saw them they didn't think that having dark eyes was wrong you know yeah because i feel like Zara's has like these really pretty like green hazily eyes so I feel like if I looked at him one day and he had really dark eyes I'd be like wait a minute you're not you what's going on you know like I would but then again would that kill me would that sentence my death True. see like a little oh, hmm. just a hmm. little hmm just a little hmm little suspicious little, little sus, sus. <laughs> don't be suspicious don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't press around <laughs> <laughs> um next one is from redditor quiet voice 4846 late at night I usually go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror in the corner of my eye. It's like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly in the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap out in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, He told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird I got up like that, because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy, and I can't really move so well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still asleep in bed. I got really creeped out, and I finally told him about what I'd been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well but didn't really want to talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants, but we've both seen it. It wants that baby. It wants that baby. It wants that baby. I could have told you that from the get-go, honey. It wants that baby. Ugh, ugh. I yeah. think it's the, the turning backwards. Yeah. That freaks me out. No, thank you. A spoopy. <laughs> I'm gonna get ya. <laughs> I'm gonna get ya. Let me get that baby. I think that's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I would be, I would, I would take down every single mirror in my house if I went to go walk out and my reflection is still in the same place it was. That's what I'm saying. She was super nonchalant about it for the yeah. longest time. She was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it because it's scary. Meanwhile, her husband's like, yo, I watched you bend over backwards and watermelon crawl out of here. 
Honey, your belly gonna explode. Why you do that? I... Who really has the worst experience? True, true, true. She should have said something. Gives it power. I don't know. If I... I Oh my god. If I get married one day and my husband's like, yeah, I seen some spooky ass shit go down. I'm like, you... You're just now telling me this? Like, tell me the moment it happens. Please, thank. (laughs) I need you to whip out whatever cellular device that you have at the time. Put this on TikTok so everyone knows that it's real. Yeah. And then tag me in it so I will see it when I then scroll through it. Like, just documentation, people. Yeah. That's what we need in this life. Mm -mm. Next story is from Redditor Geobite. I remember one Sunday morning, my brother and I were watching Cardcaptor Sakura on TV. Yes. Yeah, this is good. That's a good show. Um, and someone knocked on the door. We lived in an apartment that was empty. The owner hadn't rented the second floor, and it was a two-bedroom apartment with a kitchen and bathroom by the door. Small apartment, but with a big window that faced out the door. So when I heard someone knock, I checked the window and saw my father. So I thought. I was going to open the door as when uh, I was going to open it when I was going to unlock the door though my mother pulls me away and screams at me not to open the door because I don't know who that was I told her it was my dad she freaked out going to the window and checking through the people she started to get terrified she said go to the farthest room in the apartment and not to come out then she went to go wake up my dad my dad got up angry and confused We told him what we saw, and the man was still knocking at the door. My dad screamed, who is it? No answer. But he said he would call the cops. No response to that either. My dad was busy screaming at him. We saw that he was standing still in front of the door just for a little while. So my mom took us to the farthest room from the door where my dad got ready to open it with a metal bat. Once he did, the man was gone. My dad goes out looking everywhere around the apartment. The apartment door was a heavy metal door. We always heard when somebody comes in and out, but we heard nothing that morning, and nothing when my dad opened the door. We heard no footsteps either. My brother, my mother, and I all saw that man that looked exactly like my father standing outside of it. The fact that the mom was like... Nah, bro. Go wake your daddy up. And how do you not know your dad's inside the house, first of all? Yeah. Second of all, that mama, she knew. I was expecting to be like, my mom then said, it can't be him because I killed him. Like, (laughs) I was waiting for that and I was like, oh no. Oh. Who? Who? Listen, we need a code word. We need a code word? Yeah, I think we need a code word. Just in case, like, this ever happens, I'd be like, is that you, Skloon? And then you say the code word, and I'm like, dope. And then I know know that it's you. I know it's not some creepy version of you that's coming to kill me. Hey, what's the code word, Gash? 
clearly it needs to be something that only we would know. True. Mothman fanfiction. <laughs> yes, Mothman fanfic. Oh. Yes. I mean, <laughs> now, to be fair, everyone's going to know our passcode. Oh, And damn what we it. do in our spare time. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I can't oh. take the, any of that seriously. It makes me oh. laugh every single time. Nobody look they at just... our search history. <laughs> That's how they get us. <laughs> That's how they know. <laughs> we oh. swear there's not buff, sassy mothmans in there. There's not a story called The Lighthouse where it's just a loving romance about your name finding themselves in Mothman's embrace. Nope. No, no, of course not. Who would want to be in that, that fuzzy, mothy, strong embrace? Not I. Just, uh, not I. Ever, ever <laughs> loving and encompassing, and just so soft and velvety smooth at the same time. Yeah, he'd be so soft. I mean, I mean, no, of course not. What giant moth? Ew. No, no, he wouldn't be strong yet gentle at the same time. <laughs> 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 he wouldn't have these giant red eyes that just pierce your soul. <sighs> No. No, heavens, of course not. Heavens forbid. With an ass that won't quit? No, of course not. <laughs> no. Well, alright, to be fair, the Mothman statue does clearly show that he has an ass that never quits. Oh, yeah. So we know that that's real. My goal We're in life not... is to touch that butt. Oh, it'll happen. We will We will get to do that. Put my hand right on those mothy cheeks. But pew. <laughs> Damn boy, you work out. Damn boy. Look at that see boy. I'm so glad Saris is not here. <laughs> <laughs> I can just feel the stares of disappointment. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll think of a new code word because okay. now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Go away! <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just see this little peeping eyes around the corner. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> it was terrifying. Oh he does my god! That all the time. Oh my god! My dad okay. did that to me before. We had like uh in our old house, we had like a a, a window above the kitchen sink. And mm-hmm. I was washing the dishes, and I looked up, and there was a huge face in there, and I was like, ah! No. Why do people think that that's okay? I don't know. I, like, almost shit pant, like, right there. <laughs> shit pant. <laughs> shit pant. Oh. I, sometimes I'll be so absorbed in, like, editing or... Like, I'll be with you, and we'll be doing something, and Zerus will just come up in my blind spot and he just will reach out to like touch my shoulder and I flinch so hard because I'm I'm so absorbed I can't I can't focus on anything my the ADD one mind track is is has started it blocks everything else out so 
Oh, Yee. I don't. Don't. This is not a horror film. Do not sneak up on me. No, no. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm getting a little jumpy because, like, these stories, like, they're weirdly. They're not super scary where, like, someone dies or whatever, or you, like, they see a monster face, but it's so unsettling yeah. that it could happen, like, at any moment. So, like, I'm. I'm unsettled. Like, whether or not these are true, like, I'm just getting really unsettled and I'm thinking to myself, like, has that ever happened to me? (laughs) Have I gone through my life and I just completely forgot about this scenario? So, getting a little, getting a little jittery. Getting a little (sighs) jittery. Okay. This next one is from Redditor BabyKitten28. These names. I know. I love... I love usernames, Redditor names, Discord names. They make me laugh so hard. I love them. Baby kitten. Baby kitten. This is just a little story that's probably not worth telling, but a couple of friends got a kick of it. I let my dog out at midnight one night, left the door ajar for him to come back in, then went about making some soup and something to drink. After a couple minutes, I hear the distinctive two long toenails trotting back on the wooden floor. I lock up the door, return to my meal, and then I hear my dog barking from the outside. Any dog owner knows that there's no mistaking those toenails, so I was a little shocked that he was somehow back outside. What had come in? And it didn't really spook me. Uh, uh, Doppelganger dog. That was an S-walker she let in. Yeah, probably. Probably, because didn't they say that they could turn into the, like, an animal form? Yeah. Oh. She let in an S-walker. Ooh. She's now dead. That's why there's no conclusion to that story. That's true. She's, she, it went in there, and it stayed in there. It stayed. It found itself a little home. It turned itself into a spider, and it's, that's it, now living rent-free. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I said didn't I say they follow vampire rules. Like you, they can't come in unless you invite them in. Mm-hmm. She's just like, come on, yeah. Poochie, come on in. Yeah, she was like, come back in. What are you doing, staying outside? Yeah, what are you oh, doing? Oh, comes. You say we not realizing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This one is from Shubbykins. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was my husband. I turned into the hallway and saw him there walking away from me and towards the bedroom at the opposite end. I called to him, but he didn't respond. As soon as he entered the bedroom, he turned to the left. There's just a wall there, not even any windows. I followed him into the bedroom, but there was no one there. My husband had been upstairs the entire time. The second one was my dad. He was unloading some things from the truck and was going to bring it to the back door, which opens into the kitchen. I was in the kitchen and heard a noise at the door. Through the window in the door, I saw my dad bending over as though he was bending down to untie his shoes. I ran to the door and opened it, but there was no one there. My dad was and always has been in his truck. Both times, they had been a family member. Both times, I haven't seen their face. Neither felt wrong in any way or sinister, and their movements that they made were exactly the movements my dad or my husband would have made. 
The fact that she didn't see their faces no. is weird. Yeah. yeah. That's so spoopy to me. I hate the messed up faces or like faces where they're like features are very exaggerated, like huge eyes and stuff like that. They get me. They get me a lot. Oh, yeah. Because it's the, the idea that it's um, it's supposed to be human. Yeah. But wrong. Uncanny Valley. That's what it's called. Oh, it's yeah. slightly off. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. And then uh, that was all the ones I found from Reddit. But I would like to end with my personal story. Yes. Kyle. So, when I was a kid, uh, all my, pretty much all my family worked at the same factory. So, my grandma was our, our caretaker. Like she would look after us while everyone was working. So all the cousins and all of us would all get together at her house and then stay the night and then we'd get picked up in the morning because uh, they all work like midnight shift. So we're all staying the night and the little kids slept in the living room and then the bigger kids got the game room at the time. So it was like this big blue room. We had our, 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 our Nintendo hooked up there. We had a TV with, with all our movies and stuff and a big bed we all shared. So we were getting ready to go see. Best idea. Yeah. It was just that they yeeted the kids in there and be like, go play. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So uh, we were all sleeping. And my brother says that he got up uh, late one night to to go use the bathroom. And he went to go open the door because the door was shut so all the little kids wouldn't come in and bother us and stuff like that. So he opened the door. And when he opened the door, standing. In the doorway was our mother, and she looked at him and said, go back to sleep, and he did, and she was at work the whole night. <laughs> oh! Oh. Mm. You had a doppelganger babysitter? <laughs> Maybe. I, that sounds so scary, just like oh. he got up because he couldn't sleep, and then just your mom sitting at the kitchen table that's like, Go no, no, no. Not at the kitchen you... table. Right outside the door when he opened it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's even worse. No. I thought it was like the kitchen table and he made it halfway through nope. the house. And nope. she was like, no, bro. Like, he opened the bedroom door and he said that she was just like right there when he opened it. Like, he didn't even leave the doorway. Oh. Your uh-uh. brother lucky he alive. <laughs> just <laughs> honest. Oh, maybe I, he wasn't ter- wasn't her target. Maybe he the the thing panicked and had to shift real quick. I mean, but if he wasn't her target, then who was? That's true. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and the fact that it talked. Yeah, right. I spoopy. Big spoop. Has it ever happened to your brother again? No. Oh. Well, okay, so no, but there's other stories he has. Uh, one time, I'll keep it very brief, but one time he was on uh, Skype at the time with his girlfriend. And he was sitting in our old house uh, with his back to one of the windows. And he said on his Skype call, he seen faces in the window. But he didn't see him in real life. 
does your brother just have like a ghost pheromone or something? Like he he like I don't know. He was very when he was younger. He uh. He described perfectly what my grandma's house looked like before it was redone, and he was born after it was redone. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is very... I, I don't know. There are a lot of people that can do that, and that always, like, surprises me. Like, yeah. they can clearly remember something, even though they ha- they should not be able to recognize and they know things that you can't even see in like pictures yeah. my grandma's you house know? was very uh i, I want to say haunted but it wasn't like a spoopy haunted like things happened that were like yeah that's definitely a ghost right that's definitely a ghost right. it's definitely a, a supernatural being thank mm-hmm. you thank you like we've uh, heard stuff moving in the kitchen like doors have opened shoes have moved toys went off um when my grandpa died um i i slept in the bed with my grandma because she was very sad and then it was like big big house and she was lonely and stuff you know oh yeah she's like used to sleeping next to somebody so i was like i'll sleep in bed with your grandma it's okay and um i did and i thought it was my grandma foot first like touching her foot to my foot so i like scooched all the way over to the wall because something kept touching my foot and then um, mm. when I scooched all over to the wall, I was, like, watching her feet, and then something touched my foot. Nope. No. No. Yeah. None of I that. I was like, <laughs> That's probably why she wanted you to be in bed with her, because maybe the thing kept touching your grandpa's foot, and therefore she knew that if she slept alone, it would touch her foot, and she wasn't having that. Well, here's like, what, what I found out after, right? So my oh. when my grandpa was in the hospital... Um, my, his, his daughter, so my aunt, would go to him and grab his foot and be like, can you feel that? Because he was like in a, in a slight coma. So that's what it was explained as. Maybe, maybe his ghost was, was doing the same thing. But why, why do it to you? And why not do it to your aunt? Because <laughs> she know. was the one doing it. I don't know. Uh... None of that sounds like fun. No, that was that was a spoopy experience. But then after it was explained, I was like, oh, maybe. All right, I'm okay with this. <laughs> you are better at that than I am. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Don't touch my feet. My feet are under the covers. Therefore, they are out of the presence of demonic touches. Yeah, it was over the covers. Stop like, touching me. Just grab my foot. And they're like, boop. No, that's the rule. That's the... The boogeyman rule. If you were under the covers, you are hidden. You cannot be touched. You ha- uh, well, wait. Does that mean like you hold? You have to be completely covered, like head to toe? Oh, yeah. Or can your head be what out? What if they touch? I don't want them touching on my head. That's even what more if- scary. Nope. Nope. There you go. That's now it. They're, they're going to be touching. Fully covered. Sleeping bag zipped all the way up. <laughs> Hello, I am in my own coffin at all times. Yeah. This is this is the bouginess. Yeah. Ugh. Then you really got Ugh. a problem if something's in the sleeping bag with you. You're the one that wants to go to the woods, okay? Go to the woods. Fight the creatures in the woods. If you're, I haven't if you're forgotten. Gonna go, if you're hearing no, this, if you're... head towards the woods. 
Did you, have you listened to episode nine yet? No. (laughs) No, I haven't. So for those who listen to episode nine, it made me laugh because I stopped recording because we said bye. And then at the very end, I just hear you go, go into the woods. Like, (laughs) so quick and so fast. <laughs> I was like, stop leaving little subliminal messages in our podcast. Go into the woods. Listen. That person uh, you've seen your dream. Into the woods. It's a real person. He's here to warn you. Go into the woods. <sighs> Side note the movie Into the Woods is an incredible movie slash play, and everyone should watch it. I have not. Have you ever seen you that movie? Watch it. Bitch. <laughs> We should watch it. We should watch it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it has um, has Anna Kendrick in it, Chris Pine, uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, who else does it have? Uh, James Corden. Corden. Uh, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of people. It's an incredible... Emily Blunt is in it, and she's amazing. We, we're going to have to watch it. Yes, please. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yes, please. Disney Plus? Disney yeah, Plus. Disney Plus. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for telling me essentially ghost stories because... It was fun. Ooh. You know what? This is fun. We should do more of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen. Everyone should just send us their own stories and yeah. you don't have to rely on reddit anymore i mean reddit's reddit's great just in general with what they provide uh, yeah they can be trash don't get me wrong but typically with things like this creepy pastas and stuff mm-hmm, they usually mm-hmm. they usually deliver so um so my brief story is gonna be about yeti our wonderful wow that ad came out of nowhere uh (laughs) our wonderful (laughs) cool ranch bigfoot (laughs) it just was looking at it and it was an iCarly uh trailer thing i'm a popper and it just randomly popped up and i was like hello where where have you been this like literal (laughs) entire time i heard you say disney plus that's but it's why not on Disney Plus. That's the not? funny thing. No, what? it's exclusively on Paramount and Prime Video. So it's not what even on this? Disney. What is this? Wasn't she also Nickelodeon? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I was like, wait a you're minute. Right. I forgot. I I'm going to be real with you. I forgot Nickelodeon was a channel that existed. <laughs> it's I know, exists. but like all I could think of was Disney Channel and then Cartoon Network, and I was like, "Well, it's definitely not Cartoon Network because they didn't have really many live action things, so it must be Disney." <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah, it. Uh, listen, who knows anymore? Everyone's sharing everything. That's all that matters. Um, so I am just gonna share. Pretty much the only story that I could find on the Yeti. Uh, I did not do a deep dive into um, Reddit. It did not give me anything from Reddit. Um, But uh, essentially, I have... My sources are just thestatesman.com slash India. uh, And then it's just, you know, about the 
Indian Army Finds Footprints in Nepal, um, the Wikipedia about Reinhold Messner, uh, who was an, an Austrian mountaineer, um, DeseretNews.com, and TheGuardian.com. So these are all pretty much about the same story, but I wanted to make sure that I had enough to go on. Um, essentially, Messner, uh, Rich, Reinhold Messner, uh, he was born uh, in near Brixen, which is like in near in northern Italy. Um, he had a family. He was a large baby and his birth took place during an air raid, according to his sister. So, you know, how most anime shows are, he's born to be a protagonist. Um, but essentially he was a rock climber. That was his job. That's what he became to do after he uh, was drafted to serve in the German army and he participated in World War II. Uh, he eventually just became known as the person uh, who climbed the Himalayan in 1970 um, and the Alps. He led over 50, 500 ascents, um, most of them in the Dolomites. He also did a lot in like Mount Everest. Like he's done a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Nanga Parbat, uh, Minaslu, again, I said Mount Everest, K2. Um, Broad Peak, Annapurna, you name it, this man has done it, essentially. He also has, he was the first solo summit uh, of Everest. He was the first ascent of Everest and K2 without supplementary oxygen. Um, well, the first male to do so. He was the first 8,000 meter mountain hat trick. Um, he is the first person ever uh, to do the ascent of Everest without supplementary oxygen. So he was both the first male for the both of them, but just first person in general for Everest. Um, he also is the first ascent of the top three highest mountains without supplementary oxygen. So he pretty much was like, I don't need your oxygen tanks. I don't need any of that. I'm going to just go. <laughs> I'm a real boy. So he did all that, and essentially, he is one of the people who believes that they have seen the Yeti, a.k.a. the Abominable Snowman, a.k.a. our Cool Ranch Dorito Bigfoot Boy. Um, he basically states that... <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Okay, so he basically states that he saw the Yeti in eastern Tibet in 1986. And that was essentially the first time that he saw them. Uh, but he believes that just one encounter can change you. Everything changes the whole landscape. Um, his very first hand look at the Yeti was about 30 meters, or no, I'm sorry, 30 feet away. Um, it was about seven feet tall, incredibly hairy. Uh, it said that it made a whistling noise, so didn't really grumble or growl or anything, just strictly was whistling, and it smelled terrible. Oh. I would assume any large creature that you find that probably eats a lot of, like, freshly killed animals would smell awful, like it's never had a bath before. Um, the thing is, is that 
uh, Reinhold Messner was alone. He was in a region with really no roads. There wasn't really anyone else around. He didn't even take anyone on this expedition, and it was becoming nightfall. Um, he was a little terrified that the seven-foot creature would come back for him. Um, he really didn't have any means to defend himself because from what I can understand, there really wasn't any danger except for the trek itself. You know, maybe like a coyote or like a mountain lion or something like that, a bear. But at the end of the day, on actual mountains, they're the only thing that you should be fearing is the lack of oxygen and your possible plummet to death. Um, the creature actually did come back for him and he ran away to a mountain village that was nearby. Um, and he was almost torn apart by a pack of large dogs before he was finding shelter in an old hut. Um, he supposedly survived the encounter. Obviously, Reinhold lived himself. Um, so for two years, Messner walked across Antarctica, and he actually would spend the next decade roaming different parts of the villages, different parts of the mountains in the Himalayas, searching for the Yeti um, or any, any story that would connect him over. Uh, the Tibetans would speak of the Yeti. Uh, I think they have the term Kimo or Kemo, um, and that was how they called the Yeti. Um, but they would literally talk about it like it was just a regular animal. Like they were like, oh yeah, that chemo, chemo over there. Yep. He, we saw him the other day. He's tracking over to the east against the sun and blah, blah, blah. Like it was just any other like deer or bear that they were keeping tabs on. It really wasn't anything for him to be worried about or for them to be worried about. Um, essentially he did find out or believed that those who lived in the villages, that were only accessible by trail by trail feared the yeti the most um and wholeheartedly believed in it so the further away from the main roads and the main travel those people were the ones that were like absolutely believing into the yeti um messner would continue to research everything and he believed that it dated back to alexander the great um and that it would become the abdominal snowman or the yeti back in the 1920s um there are a lot of people who who say that they do the same exact expeditions as messner but they never saw it either like they were like you're you must have seen something else it doesn't exist um but supposedly uh, a tibetan man gave messner the advice that one can never find a chemo uh, either you run into it by chance or you never get to see one. He always appears at night and only when you least expect it. Um, there are footprints of the Yeti that he has found. Um, there even were pictures that were found back in, I believe... Let's see if I can remember. Ah, uh, Monday... April 29th, I believe 2019, if I... Yep, 2019, that's what it was. Um, an Indian army was mountaineering around and they sighted mysterious footprints of the mystical be beast, the Yeti. Um, they said that it was measuring 32 by 15 inches, so 
huge. Um, and it states that it was only sighted in the Makalu Baron National Park in the past. So someone else other than Messner has been able to locate some yeah. sort of evidence. Um, these tracks, uh, you can find them on the uh, Twitter page for at a d g p i so apple delta uh gamma papa india i say apple and not alpha i'm hungry apparently (laughs) Uh, um but the national park is in the north of nepal which is close to the country's border with china so it kind of makes sense that it would be in that area like where Messner found it. And also from your story of the Yeti, like that creature travels. Like there, we even were, what was it? The crypto fandom where we saw that there was like 30 different versions of Bigfoot and of the Yeti. Like there's so many. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been able to find is just some pictures of big feet. <laughs> And uh, mountain climbers, like, wholehearted belief that he truly saw a seven-foot, never-bathed-before creature that ran after him and got attacked by dogs. Oh. So, right? Like, it's all a little scary. It's all a little... (sighs) It's all that. There's always... um, there is always someone looking for the Yeti. I will say that. Yeah. Um, there was another person, um, a naturalist, B.H. Uh, Hodgson, reported that the local guides that he had uh, spotted a, quote, bipedal creature covered with dark hair fleeing in fear high up in Ooh. the Himalayas. Um Mm-hmm. But a lot of people keep thinking that it might have been like an orangutan, like a giant orangutan, you know, things like that. So there's been a lot of sightings, um, but no one's been able to take a picture of it except for just those, like I said, really big feet prints. So that's uh, my little my little story. My little Yeti time. Yet. <laughs> Yeti tail. I don't know. There you go. Uh, I'm not good at this. Who's good at podcasting? We are. We- <laughs> so, so insistent. We are. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't doubt myself. We're incredible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, with that, our, our spoonful of sugars are our dessert. Mine is just that I really enjoyed the fact that we got to do this kind of episode. This, this was, was a lot, a of, lot fun. of fun. I, I really like, I'm very glad we got to channel our inner spoopy, scary YouTuber or You <laughs> really pulled out, like ghost stories in the dark kind of vibe i really enjoyed it man i was trying to do crops herbert proud <laughs> crops herbert proud crop herbert <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man, corpse, if you're out there, please come onto our podcast come and just tell, tell scary stories. stories. <laughs> please, please, corpse, please just tell us spooky, scary skeleton stories. That's all we want. Yeah, we can... I would love to hear another. You should definitely tell another scary story one day. I would love to hear it. Would it be amazing if that's just what our podcast turned into is just scary stories? <laughs> I mean, maybe we could have a couple episodes where we just tell spoopy, scary stories. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, uh, little scary adventure time. I don't... That, that's the horror. That's the horror in our yeah. monster horror monsters is monster horror monsters. Wow. Murder horror monsters. <laughs> it's... We have our true crime. We have a little bit of a scary ghost tale. And mm-hmm. then we're back to monsters. Uh, so what is what is your spoonful? Um, I got the Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> your Pokemon game. My friend loves me a whole bunch, and he got me the Pokemon game, and caught me a shiny Pokemon to start with. It it, it just I feel the love, feel the love. Bless, bless. You are blessed. Oh, so you let someone buy you a Pokemon game, but you won't let me buy you chicken nuggies for dinner? Listen, no, 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 no. We made a deal. Uh I told him that if he insisted on getting me this game, it would cover his commission and somebody else's commission together. But I can't buy you chicken nuggies? Even exchange. (laughs) I see how it is. No, you need to buy... You need money to buy yourself nuggies. I don't need money to buy myself nuggies. I can make my own nuggies. You need money to make nuggies. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If my work has anything to say about it, and by work I mean my computer, <laughs> if it has anything to say about it, I won't work for a while. True. I'm stuck anyway. Well, I'm glad that's your spoonful. I'll remember that when I commission you, and I'll just supply you with a year amount of nuggies. But actually, so never man, they'd be hungry. gone in like two weeks. <laughs> if that. I'd just be like, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm gonna eat all the nuggies. I'm gonna eat them all. You're gonna be like talking to me, and every time you talk to me, you'd be like, Sloon, what are you doing? Be like, eating nuggies? I'm like, what sauce are you using today? Is it the sweet and sour <laughs> sauce? Is it the barbecue sauce? Did you get oh. another sauce from another place? Speaking of sauce, I have another spoonful. Spoonful! Yeah! Uh, it, was, it was nice out recently, so we went and played volleyball, and we got sushi. And it's the first time I got sushi since, I think, before the pandemic. And it was very good. Mm, and I got these dumpling things. And the oh. sauce they had with it was slapping. And I want it for my nuggies. <laughs> Slapping. It was so good. It was like, I don't know. It was like, it was like a like a little zing. It's a little a little soury with a zing. It was very good. Oh, I'll have to look into that. I know some places will sell it to you if you ask Ooh. nicely, or they'll give you extra to take home. Oh yeah, we like just fill yeah. this up for me. Thank you. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I love those sushi restaurants where you can go and you can order like. As many plates of sushi as you want. Yeah. Like, they range anywhere from like a dollar because of the nigiri all the way up to like $14 or whatever for like the massive sushis. Yeah. Uh, the, the specialty rolls. I do love yeah. good sushi. 
That's what I get. Usually it's a specialty row and then maybe a bowl of rice or I did what I did last time and get like another food entree. Like a, like a, a tasty food instead of just rice. I, so I really love sushi, but I also, since you mentioned like a side of rice, I really love Korean barbecue. Ooh. And we have a Korean barbecue place around the corner that is an all-you-can-eat place. So you essentially just buy a package, and each package gives you, like, specialty meats. So you can just do the regular basic one, and that's still really, really good. Or if you want, like, filet mignon or whatever nonsense, you can get, like, the bigger package. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also can get sides of rice... And you can ask for lettuce leaves so that you can make yourself little lettuce sandwiches out of the meat that you cook. And it's so good. Like, you can ask for fresh garlic and oil so you can make your little little wrap and then you can dip it in the oil and like have a little bit of bean paste with it. And it's just the best thing that you can put in your mouth at any given moment. I'm hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Mm. I was like, I don't know if you can hear the the giant purrs that are currently happening in my ear. I cannot right <sighs> now, but that's because I have my headphones turned down so they won't leak over into the mic. <laughs> I feel you. Um, my actual spoonful uh, is that we were super observant uh, last week and my cat Apollo is no longer mm. sick uh he so for those who who don't know because we don't say anything um i have six cats and <laughs> it's a lot it will always be a lot the six cats were was not the plan but it happened um but we having six cats you kind of feel like you can't be ab- as observant as you should be well we uh, happened to notice that one of the cats, Apollo, really wasn't doing well. He wouldn't really get up. He really wasn't en- as energetic as he was. He didn't care about food, which was kind of surprising considering he is our biggest boy and he loves food. We took him to the vet and they were like, oh, he's got a really full bladder. You know, just keep an eye on him. And then the very next day, I saw that he was in the litter box for over five minutes and then my partner saw that he was in the litter box like an hour later for 10 minutes and nothing was happening so we took him to an emergency vet and two nights later uh almost two thousand dollars later uh he is back home and feeling much better they he does have crystals which are scary but i'm really happy that our vets were incredible. Our emergency vet was incredible. That we had the finances to do everything right then and there. That we caught it in time. Because yeah. any later would have been a nightmare. But he's so much happier right now. He loves the new food that he gets. Because he gets wet food on a regular basis now. Instead of as a treat. And he is so sassy about it. <laughs> He'll eat it in front of his his brothers and sisters, and he's like, "Mm, 
my treat today. And it's just... <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> He's so sassy. But I, I am super happy about the fact that he got to... Uh, it, it wasn't a long process and it wasn't, it was expensive, but it wasn't as expensive as it could have been. And we're just super thankful that he's back home and yeah. has been obsessively needy since he came home. Yes. Desmond. He needs all the pets, all the cuddles. Yes. All the pets, all the cuddles. He likes to remind me that he's still here and just as needy as ever by breathing very hot and heavy in my face at night. <laughs> so, like, I'll lay down and I'll turn to the side. And then the next thing I know, there's now a weight against my chest. And then just the heaviest of breaths where he's just like, <sighs> <sighs> I'm like, do you have to breathe that hard? Are you okay? Did you exert energy walking up those stairs? So, that's, uh... That's it. That, that's my spoonful. So everyone listen to our podcast so mm-hmm, I can afford mm-hmm. my vet bill. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but also just, you know, just enjoy our podcast and these spooky, scary stories, which uh, we talked about it. And we actually have a lot more that we want to do. So we're actually going to do a second episode of these. So yeah. I do hope that you enjoyed it because we enjoyed it and we want to do one more fun episode before we get into the nitty-gritty and i already claimed dibs on the cryptid so skloon has to figure out a true crime and <laughs> yeah. i don't know if she's ready for that <laughs> oh i'm ready for it i'm ready for it but these this episode in particular is very nice because it wasn't like doing the research and stuff is really fun and finding out the stuff mm-hmm. is really fun it's just rewording everything to make it sense and have all the information you could possibly gather into it it's the stressful part. And this one was just like, this is a cool story. I'm going to tell this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the fact that we get to credit these people who had these experiences and, you know, maybe they never thought that people like us would read it or yeah. believe it because there are things that happen in this world that should not be believable and yet they they yeah. happened, you know? So. So on on that high note, Spoon, uh, what is our Spoonism for the day before oh, we, we wrap it up? Um, let me think. Let me think. Go into the uh-huh. woods. Follow the creature no! to the woods. <laughs> That's it. I'm taking your Spoonisms no! away. You don't get them anymore. No. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a real one. I give a real one. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to Ash. Go in the woods. Fall into the woods. Go in the woods right now. Stop what you're doing. Go into the woods. You get no more Sloonisms. How dare you? Herbert, are... come on and tell us scary stories, please. Thank. <laughs> Go into the woods. Yes. Please. That's that's our final request. Please. <laughs> Clance Herbert, come, come to Herbert. our side of the woods. Crap, Sorbert. You don't even uh, have to come on and tell us scary stories. Just tell one scary story, please. I would like to listen to it. I miss you telling scary stories. I know you're very busy, but please. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is is you're going to make everyone follow our Twitter at MHMPod. You're going to make everyone uh, follow our personal Twitters uh, at the Gord Witch and at 
skloon underscore with zeros instead of o's Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have a giant twitter tag fest where we talk to crops herbert wait we ask him no i'm wait that's you i'm way too anxious to do that (laughs) no everyone follow us on twitter everyone follow us on twitter that's the first step and then everyone else follow twitter Tag Corpse Husband no. so that he can do scary do stories that. for us. I was just kidding. Yeah. Nope. Step number two. Nope. Step number two. Listen Get to the podcast. We love you. Step number three. <laughs> Go into the woods. <sighs> Go into the woods. And if you see something, say something. Yeah. Yes, please tell us. If you see something. Listen, okay. This is the actual schoonism. If you see some spooky shit, tell the person. You're in the same house with that you've seen some spooky shit right as you've seen it. Don't keep it a secret. It might come back unless to actually haunt unless you. Unless the person that's in your house should not be there because you live alone. Don't tell that person then. Yeah. Run. Yeah, don't tell that person. Oh. <laughs> well, we will see everyone next week for part two. We'll make it a part two. Part two. A 10.5. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see everyone next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Go into the woods. Go into the woods. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.